0: As Israel and Hamas agree to a ceasefire, anti-Semitic violence hits the streets of major cities across the nation, COVID insanity continues, and we talk about the insurance of salvation. My name is Sean Clinton, and this is God of Freedom Show. The show is sponsored by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. So if you always want to start a podcast but didn't know where to begin, Anchor is for you. Anchor is very simple to use, and it's also free. All you do is just simply record the audio from your phone, computer, laptop, or wherever, edit it, and then post it. You can monetize it with sponsorships or donation buttons. It can just shoot it to sites like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check it out at anchor.fm or download the app. Again, it's anchor.fm or download the app. Alright, so we are back. I hope everyone's having such a great week. So we have a lot to get to today, so let's just jump right into it. So, uh, chaos in the Middle East continues to pace. Um, so far as, as as of today, all pretty much the violence has kind of paused for a little bit. It'll probably pick that up pretty soon, because and probably Hamas will start attacking Israel again. But as of right now, both Israel and Hamas have agreed to a ceasefire um, as, as of uh, Thursday, May 20th, or actually Wednesday is when they actually made the agreement. But anyways, according to CNN, Israel and the Palestinian Muslim group Hamas agree, have agreed to a ceasefire after more than a week of conflict left hundreds dead and most of them Palestinians. The truce signals an end to the immediate um, bloodshed, but will likely leave both sides further apart than ever. Over 11 days, uh, the Israel Defense Forces, IDF, carried out a devastating aerial bombardment of Gaza, while the Palestinian militia group fired thousands of rockets into Israel in violence that has underscored how elusive a long-term peace agreement has become. Israel um, airstrikes killed uh, 232 Palestinians, including 65 children, according to Hamas-run health ministry there. At least 12 people in Israel, according, including two children, have been killed by a Palestinian uh, militia fire b- from Gaza, according to IDF and Israel's emergency service. So, of course, you know, as we have talked about last week, uh, Hamas was launching up tons and tons of rockets into Israel, Attack into civilian areas, and of course, as they have ever right to, Israel Israel um, retaliated back. Now I love how the CNN here kind of twists it, and make it seem like oh, it was just it was really Israel as main monster here, which they are not. Because it is very important to note again is that Israel is not is. There's a lie going on that Israel just is just discrimin- discriminately, um, Attacking uh, the Gaza Strip and um, killing civilians, but this is not the truth. They are Israel is specifically targeting uh, military areas run ran by Hamas, and every time they go in to attack, they always give about a two hour to an hour notice to to the civilians there, and saying like, "Okay, guys, we're gonna be attacking this place. Get get your people, get your kids out, and get out of the way so we can." Go in and take out this place. But the problem is. A lot of, a lot of the adults there are, are under. Our are members of Hamas. Or are under the Hamas uh, control. And they still stay there. To keep their children there. And that's why. So many children have died. So many people have died. Because Hamas uses. Palestinian civilians. As um, human shields. And the reason why. You know. Despite having thousands of rockets into Israel, only while the only reason why only like twelve people were killed is because the IDF IDF's main priority is protect its citizens, so they immediately put them under under in bunkers for a week and, and all that, and of course the Iron Dome system that um, Israel has as well um, it helps helps a lot. So again. The idea that some this is somehow both sides are uh, just as guilty of this, this is not the case whatsoever. Israel did not start this. This is, again, the lie that's been pushed is that the reason why this started is because the IDF went into a mosque on the uh, Temple Mount on uh, Ramadan and started t- um, raiding people and attacking people there. But this is not, this is a lie. What happened was that pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian authority folks, anti-Israel folks, went in, started riots, and turned the place apart. And, of course, the IDF came in in order to protect the Muslims who were there peacefully um, um, celebrating Ramadan. So, that's that's what happened. But the lie the media keeps pushing, the lie the, the lie the left keeps pushing, is that Israel is at fault here. Israel is not at fault. This is all on, on Hamas. They were looking because here's something that they hate Israel. They hate Jews with a passion. So that's why they want to see Israel completely wiped off the map. And what's, what's so strange is that it seems like the media in the left, here in America at least, uh, want. It's like every time Israel um, defends itself in any way, it's now turned around on them saying. How dare Israel defend itself? They are the true monsters here. They're targeting civilians and all that. Remember last week, Israel um, hit a media, especially a a building that housed uh, the Associated Press offices and as well as Hamas military personnel. And now the the lie the media tried to push is that they were targeting the media to try to shut them down and all that, which is not true whatsoever. They were targeting Hamas military folks. In that building, so again, it's like it, What is, is 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 Israel supposed to just you know, lay down, take the fire, and let let Hamas and Palestinian Authority come in and raid them and uh, uh, invade them, Wipe them out? I'm sorry, they can't. I mean, they Israel. I know this makes a lot of people mad, but Israel is a sovereign nation. Palestinian Authority is not a sovereign nation. They may have their own government, but they're not an actual full on sovereign nation like Israel. Israel is a sovereign nation and they have every not only they don't have the not only do they have the right, but they have the obligation, they have they must defend their citizens. They have to. I mean just imagine say Cuba or hey Mexico or wherever started launching rockets into Texas, into California. Um The U.S. government will have every authority and every right to wipe them out like that. Israel has every authority to wipe out Hamas like that. But they don't. The reason why is because Hamas, again, uses children and Palestinian citizens as human shields. So there is no equal playing field right here. Like, none. None. Israel wants to protect its citizens, while Hamas doesn't. They want to use them as human shields. They don't care about their citizens. citizens. But again, as of right now, again, there was a ceasefire between the two. Um, it was largely pushed by President Biden. He, he was pressuring uh, Prime Minister um, Benjamin Netanyahu to call in a ceasefire, and he um, eventually did. So this is going to be put in a temporary pause in violence, hopefully, um, for for at least a long while, and let them kind of recover. Israel and all the kind of recover from this and everything. But again, the Democrats, the media, is still trying to um, paint this as somehow this is all Israel's fault. That Israel is the one that should be punished and everything. So the squad, you know, as you know uh Elon Omar, Rashid Tlaib, and all of them, they came out saying that, you know, ceasefire is not enough, and that we need, that Israel needs to be charged with war crimes. Which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But according to the data wire, early on Friday morning, unconditional ceasefire was reached between the Israel government and Hamas terrorists after days of uh, violence in the region. As Dorothea reported, Israel and Hamas will cease fire across the Gaza Strip border as of Friday. The Palestinian Islamist um, faction and Egyptian state TV, the Associated Press, reported Prime Minister Bijan Netanyahu's office said Israel accepted the, accepted the Egyptian pro- proposal after a late night uh, meeting. Of his security cabinet, Hamas quickly followed his suit and said it it would honor honor the deal. <laughs> Look at that for one um, high five. That's a good movie. Anyways, um, the ceasefire wasn't enough for outspoken for pro Palestinian activists. Um, Representative Ilhan Omar, however, who implied that Israel was guilty of crimes against. Um, humanity, and the U.S. is failing to end the occupation. We should all be grateful that a ceasefire will prevent more civilians and children from being killed, Omar tweeted, but now what? We need accountability for every war crime committed, we need to stop underwriting crimes against humanity while doing nothing to end the occupation. So, Elon Omar and Rashid Talib are full-on supporters of the idea that Israel is an, occupied, is, an, is an occupied territory, is that it belongs to the Palestinians and everything. Completely ignoring the fact that, you know, it was, it belonged to Israel, to the Jewish people to begin with. And remember, God gave Abraham, you know, told Abraham to go to this um, land and multiply, um, and be fruitful and multiplied. And the problem land was the um the land of Israel. So <laughs> there's no this wasn't the this this did not belong to Palestinians first. It belonged to the Israelites first, the Jewish people first. To leave the first Palestinian American woman elected to Congress, mimicked Omar's claims while also labeling Israel an apartheid state. A ceasefire is necessary, but will not alone achieve freedom, justice, and equality for all who live under Israel's apartheid government. Tlaib tweeted that the U.S. must condition funding to uphold human rights and end the funding entirely if those conditions are not met. Throughout the recent conflict, which began after Palestinians targeted Jewish civilians in Jerusalem during a riot. After which Hamas launched hundreds of rockets from Gaza toward Israel, both Omar and Talib ignored the actions of terrorist organizations in Palestinian uh, territories while condemning Israel for their defensive actions. After Israel um, responded to a barrage of rockets fired by Hamas targeting Jewish civilians, Omar instead argued in favor of Palestinian people's right to self-defense. Many would tell you has a um Israel has a right to um self-defense to, sorry. Um. This, this is what Omar, Omar said right here. Many will tell you Israel has the right to defend itself to safety and security, but are silent on whether Palestinians have those rights as well, Omar tweeted on March 10th. Until we uh, can defend the rights of Palestinians, just as we do um, Israel's, uh, we have no let to stand on when it comes to justice or peace. On May 15th, after an Israel airstrike destroyed a building, Reportedly occupied by both journalists and allies in Hamas, Tlaib uh, pushed the conspiracy theory that journalists were deliberately targeted to hide Israel's war crimes. Israel targeted media sources is so, is so the world can't see Israel's war crimes led by the apartheid state and apartheid and chief Nidinehu, uh, Tlaib claimed without evidence, is so, is so the world can't see the killing of babies, children, and their parents. And so the world can't see Palestinians being massacred. To the ironically retweeted a report of that the Israel military had warned occupants in the building to evacuate prior to the airstrike, as reported by the Day of War, Since the violence broke out, Palestinian terrorists have fired approximately four thousand three hundred forty rockets at Israel, with nearly six hundred. 650 failing and falling inside of uh, Gaza. Israel's Iron Dome intercepted an estimated 90% of the remaining rockets that were launched. So, anyways, of course, you know, Democrats, you know, like Elon Omar, Rashid Tlaib, are want more concessions from Israel. They, they don't blame, they see Hamas and Palestinian Authority as the victims here but again this is not the case it was hamas that attacked first so the idea that israel defending itself is the is the real crime is not true whatsoever it's completely false and surprisingly joe biden president biden has been pretty moderate so far on on this whole thing saying you know he still supports um israel defending itself and everything but I, I doubt that will last because he has no backbone so, I'm sure eventually Rashid Talib, Hamar, AOC, and all of them is going to be pressure him until he caves and completely abandons Israel in support of Hamas and a Palestinian authority and all that. So, in the wake of all of this um, you know, stuff happening in Israel and everything, now, um, in response to this, uh, pro Palestinian uh, people all across really the world actually, from in Europe and America, here in America, um, have now started to hit the streets and attacking Jewish people in the streets. Just random Jewish people just walking the streets, minding their own business so that these people were going, these pro-Palestinian radicals going up to them, to the Jews, and attacking them. So here's a couple of videos uh, showing that. For The first one is um, in uh, Los Angeles where some pro-Palestinian radicals Attacking a Jewish man in the street, so here's what that look like don't <laughs> <laughs> So if you couldn't see in the beginning of this video, it was, uh, again, a group of people attacking a Jewish man right here on the street, right there. And um, this wasn't the only place it happened. It happened in London. It happened in Berlin. It also happened in New York City as well. So here's a little bit what that looked like in New York. Yeah. So again, very uh, horrific stuff that right, happened right there, and again, it's happening not just here in the United States, but also in Europe, and London, and uh, Berlin as well, and Germany, all over Germany. And it's pretty. It's again, it's horrific stuff, and it just tells you <laughs> what the main goal of Hamas and pro-Palestinian people are: is that they don't. Is it is not like they say that they're anti-Israel and they want peace. In the region, but really, what they want is to see Israel wipe off the map and see all Jews wipe off, Jews wipe off the map. So, yeah, it's very sick stuff. So normally, you would think that this would be all over the media, all over social media, and everything. Well, not so much, not so much. I mean, the media is reporting on it. I mean, a little bit, but not not actually too much before I get to that, you got to go for the YouTube or the God of the Freedom Vault to check it out. So not only get the rest of um, the episode, me talking about this, um, the whole anti-Semitic attacks on here in the United States and all that, but also the COVID insanity happening, and also the assurance of salvation, and the good stuff and best of the week. And remember, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Otherwise, I'll see you next week. This is the God of the Freedom Show. <laughs> All right so now uh, let's get back to this real quick. so again, you would think that the media will be filled with this on um, this whole thing that social media will be filled with it, but really not so much I mean I'm looking at <laughs> the news section right here I mean the Was- you see the Washington post, the NBC news, but you go down I um, this is a little bit um Los Angeles times cNN a little bit, but it's really not, <laughs> you don't see it too much. I mean, here's the actual headline from um, NBC News. Anti-Semitic incidents heightened across the U.S. amid Israel Gaza fighting. Mosses were damaged too. So, again, this just tells you the double standard that that, that is in the media because I promise you, I promise you, if this were white supremacists attacking Jews in the middle of the streets, it would be all over the news, all over social media. So, and I mean, it's not, not even just say white supremacists, just a white person, period. They'll link that to every Republican, every Republican will have to answer for that, every conservative will have to answer for that. Again, so that just tells you the double standard the media has for this stuff. Has for anti-Semitism. Because to them, the only anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism that exists is that only comes from white supremacists. But anti-Semitism exists on all sides. And white supremacists, but also on the left. On pro-Palestinian people, on the radical socialist left. And... They don't want to admit it, but it is true. They really, they particularly hate the religious Jews. Not so much, you know, the ethnic kind of cultural Jewish people. You know, those people are cool on to the left because they're those people are usually more left-wing and everything. But the re- religious Jews are usually more conservative in nature, and they hate, again, they hate that. So that's why they really despise those Jewish people particularly, in particular. Because really, and really particularly Israel, because Israel and U.S. have very similar values as they come from kind of the Western value system. And the left absolutely hates the Western values. They hate the Judeo-Christian values. So that's why they hate um, Israel, and that's why they hate the United States, and that's why they want to see the system to both torn down completely. So it's pretty astonishing but so whenever see kind of if the media actually starts reporting on sorry sorry if the media if it's someone if a watch actually does attack and you see the media now start reporting on it um worldwide Twitter it be turned on Twitter everybody's posting support for them for Jews and everything just to know that it's not coming from a genuine uh, place of concern. It's all politics. It's all That's all it is. Alrighty, so now let's move on to, again, COVID insanity. So COVID insanity continues a pace, as, as always. As you recall, last week the CDC uh, released new guidelines for fully vaccinated people, saying that they don't have to wear a mask anymore. Which we already knew that. Actually, really, nobody should be wearing a mask, but that's a that's beside the point. But there's still people out there saying, "I'm going to continue, even though I'm fully vaccinated. I'm going to continue wearing a mask because I don't know if I can't trust people, and they're, they're still threatening me and all that." And and this is the, this the kind of this weird mental state the American people have. All right, right now. Mo- more particular in blue states. Because here in like, Georgia and in Florida, it is pr- is normal here. It is pretty darn normal. And we've been normal for a while. But go to in blue, blue states like California, and New York, New Jersey, and all that, people are still afraid to be around each other. They see each other as these as threats as threats to their lives they, they, they treat each other as like lepers pretty much when the science doesn't support it, it, it I mean I'm serious like really again this virus has a 99.9 percent survival rate. You're going to be fine if you catch it for the most part. most people will recover even the vast majority of old people who get it recover. So this is again. This is pretty much is. It is another form of 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 a cold or just a mild flu. Some people have gotten really sick from it. Most people don't, and that that is just the same with the flu. That's just the same with the cold. With the cold, most people are fine. Some people get really sick from it, and some people die. It is very unfortunate. But as happens, so treating this virus as some sort of unique thing that our bodies can't fight off is is, is stupid. It's like suddenly, according to the left, our immune system does not stop working completely. It has completely stopped working, and that we cannot fight it off. But even though, but that goes against every, for years. Years of known biology and everything of how our body works against sickness, our body fights it off, develops empty bodies, and the T cells have the genetic memory have the genetic genetic memory of the virus, so that they can fight it off when it comes back. It's a step on zapped, but people are still you know scared to death of this thing. They want to live in fear. That that's their comfort place right now, and it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that people want feel more comfortable living in fear and just freely living. But but that's a state that America a lot of people in America are in right now because of a lot of because of the media pushing the the pushing fear mongering about COVID when there was it was unnecessary to begin with. And you saw that with you know places like in Florida and Georgia, when we first opened up, um, people were saying that Brian Kemp is going to kill, he's He's, he's going to kill a bunch of people, he's going to, it's going to be a bloodbath here in Georgia, and guess what? N- nothing. Yes, we saw a spike like everywhere else, but it was not a significant bloodbath. We were fine. Florida, the same way, Florida never closed down, and they've been pretty good for the most part. And remember when, uh, earlier this year, I believe it's when, uh, Texas first, um, started, uh, fully open up. There's a lot of people saying, oh, now there's going to be a bloodbath in Texas now. Remember Jennifer Rubin, the so-called, uh, conservative <laughs> journalist over at the Washington Post. So that's what's funny right there. The Washington Post now claimed that, oh, we're not, we're not partisan in any way. We're not biased. See, we have a conservative journalist over here, but Jennifer Rubin is far from an actual conservative. She just holds down to the label to still gain some credibility when she has really none whatsoever. But remember when she said um, back in March, when Texas first opened up, she tweeted out, "Abbott is going to kill is going is going to kill more Texans," and from an article she posted opinion, "Why are we bailing our Texas reckless decisions on COVID?" And keep in mind, this is the March of 2021. And even back then, in March 3rd, 2021, we were already, again, at the end of this thing. So saying that it was too early to open t- open up is completely insane to me. But especially uh, now, flash forward into now May, you know how many deaths uh, that Texas has gotten, has, has gotten now? Zero. They have got zero deaths and hardly any cases whatsoever. It is pr- it's pretty amazing, and really that's just a case countrywide. And um, we have a very a very very low infection rate right now, and a very very low death rate. Deaths are at an all time low <laughs> since pretty much the beginning of this thing. So, the idea that we're still in the middle of this, of this crisis, it's not a crisis anymore. We're not in the middle of this anymore. We're out of the pandemic. It is done. At least here in America. I know a lot of people, places in, around the world, like India, is getting slammed by COVID. Right now, absolutely, absolutely slammed. It's very sad. But here in America, we're at the end of this thing. So, the idea that we should be still living and fear is completely nonsense it's completely nonsense but the reason why people people are so ho against reopening anywhere here in america is because it it completely goes against the narrative that lockdowns worked and so much so so, so much so though the media is now going to try to uh gaslight us about it they're really going to try it. So, the LA Times, Los, Los, Los Angeles Times, released this piece the other day. And here's, here's the title for it: Colin, the evidence is clear. COVID lockdowns, lockdowns saved lives without harming economies. You heard that right. COVID lockdowns saved lives without harming the economy. Uh, I have some questions right there. But anyways, here's what the piece says. The pandemic may be ebbing, at least in the United States or in the US and some other well-vaccinated countries. But debate over the um, government and public response to the crisis is destined to live on. That's certainly the case with the government-ordered lockdowns, the most oner- onerous and controversial top- policies imposed to keep people safe from COVID-19. Fortunately... They're also the, among the most widely studied policies and research of the, about their effectiveness and be, as beginning to flow to economic and scientific journals. The published um, data to point to two related conclusions. First, lockdowns played a significant role in reducing infection rates. Second, they had a very modest role in producing economic damage. Conversely, a list lockdowns has done has done very little to spur economic resurgence. Some of the evidence for um, for both propositions has been expertly ex- compiled by Noah Smith, a former finance professor now writing economic commentary at Fort Bloomberg. There's a flaw in uh, Smith's pres- presentation, however. His conviction that the issue is now moot since the pandemic is receding, lockdowns are basically over due to the ramp. Um, ramp Grabbed it or grab up a vaccination most parts of the U.S. The lockdown as is, is an issue is not moot at all. However, It's to keep being kept alive by pandemic, by pandemic, pandemic po- politics, which uh, which will endure. Florida's Governor Ron Desantis, Ron DeSantis thinks he'll be able to run for president in 20, 2024. based on his having outlawed having outlawed lockdowns in much of his state without suffering and COVID statistics and protected his comedy. Neither claim is true, true, as we've shown, but that doesn't mean he won't be repeating them. On the other side of the coin, California's relatively uh, stringent and far-reaching lockdowns are a centerpiece of the Republican Party's campaign to recall Democratic Governor um, Gavin Newsom. Never mind that due in part to the residents have taken stay at home rules and so it just distancing and masking seriously. California now boasts among the lowest case of hospitalization rates and death rates in the nation, as well as a recovering economy. Doesn't matter a lot does appear to be um to be all the recall backers have against Newsom. Other uh, other other than campaign slogans that consists of a noun verb and a French laundry. All right. So all this piece this is pretty much just a, a defensive lockdowns and all that, which again, there's no actually no evidence that lockdowns actually worked, and all that. And the idea that it has a no it had no impact on the economy, that is a lie. Remember, it is due to the lockdowns solely that forced the businesses businesses to shut down. These lockdowns, California, these lockdowns all over the country, forced businesses that were considered non-essential to shut down. And they eventually lost, they could not stay in business and they lost their businesses. And there was a, a significant recession here in the country during that time. Really solely due to the lockdowns, everybody being forced out of work and forced into their homes. So the idea that the the lockdowns had nothing to do with the economy is completely absurd. Maybe if, if we didn't lock down, there probably still would have been a slight dip in the economy. Because some people will still be scared of it. But not at the level we saw. Because people will still be allowed back to work and all that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's stupid right That's completely insane stuff right there. But, again, this is just part of the whole COVID insanity that's happening. And back to the mask, you got people like um the mayor of Chicago, um, Lori Lightfoot, and also Lindsay Pelosi pushing that mask should still be required for people and everything. And Lindsay she said she's going to still require masks for the House floor and all that. And Laura Latha is gonna still require masks in, in a public and in North Chicago and all that. Both of them were recently caught after were near when they made the statements without mask in public in a crowd of people in a crowd of people. So again, it's more COVID hypocrisy from these politicians. So that's why again I plead to y'all stop listening to politicians on this, stop listening to the CDC on this. Because they have been wrong on every single level throughout this entire pandemic. All of it. Alrighty, so now let's move on to the final topic of this episode. So the final topic of this episode I want to talk about is the assurance of salvation. And the assurance assurance of salvation is kind of Topic of like once you're saved, do you stay saved, basically? Do you stay do you keep your salvation um forever? And there's a lot of debate on this for some reason, even though the Bible is clear on it. But it's still a lot of debate and confusion around this topic, because unfortunately some churches don't properly teach or teach or teach something that's completely antithetical to what the Bible says. So before I get to that particular part, that part in particular, I want to kind of start with, like, why do we need to be saved in the first place? You know, what's the reason? What do we need to save from? Why do we need it? Why do we need a savior? Why do we need salvation? And the answer to that is because we are sinners. We are wicked, depraved sinners. Going back to the Garden of Eden in Genesis three, where Adam Eve f- committed the first sins and disobeyed God, and then were cast out of Eden, and that's what doomed humanity with sin forevermore. Um, and the scripture is very clear about this. So first, let's go to Ecclesiastes seven twenty. Find it eventually. I'll be right back. Alright, so Ecclesiastes 7.20 says this. Indeed, there is not a righteous man on earth who continually does good and who never sins. And so, uh, so Romans 2 three ten so this is sorry Romans chapter three starting from verse ten said it's something similar so let's jump to there real quick so Romans three again starting from verse ten it says it says this right here as it is written there's none righteous not even one there's none who understands none who seeks for God all have turned aside together; they have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Their throat is an open grave with their tongues. They keep on um, deceiving. The poison of apps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of on um, cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed a shed blood. Destruction and, mercy and misery are in their paths. In the path of peace, they have not known. There's no fear before God. So there's no fear of God before their eyes. So again, the scripture is clear that humanity is... That mankind are sinners. That we are all sinners. And that we did not seek after God. We are pretty much God's enemies as sinners. And all that. So that's why we needed a savior in the first place. And while we didn't deserve it, he got sent Jesus down anyways. So the next question that kind of comes up is now like how that got, are we saved? You know, we you know, Jesus died on the cross and raised from got raised from the dead three days later. Like how we say is it by do we somehow do get worse to um earn that or something else? Well scripture is pretty clear about this as well, so let's jump to Ephesians. First So Ephesians chapter 2 Started from verse 8 It says this For by grace you have been saved Through faith and not of your own self. Not Not of yourselves It is the gift of God Not as a result, a result of works, So that no one may boast Now let's go to Galatians Chapter 2 as well at verse sixteen, and it says this: Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus, even we have believed, and even sorry, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ, and not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law no flesh will be justified. Environmentally, Romans eleven six. So Romans eleven um, verse six says this. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, the grace is no longer grace. So in other words, we are not saved by our works. We are saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. In Christ and in Christ through His. Death, burial, resurrection—you know that's 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 what that's that's how we are saved, and all that. And scripture is very very clear on this issue, but unfortunately, there are some churches out there who teach not only you got to work for your salvation, but that even if you achieve it, you could somehow you could still lose it. You could still lose your salvation and fall fall from God, and all that. In particular, the Catholic Church teaches this. So this is an article and uh, it's called Catholic.com, and it's talking about the security of salvation and all that. And here's what they said about it: The Catholic Church recognizes, based on the clear teaching of the New Testament, that it is possible for possible for Christians to lose their salvation. St. Paul explicitly warns Judaizing Christians, You are severed from Christ who will be justified by the law. You have fallen, fa- fallen from grace. Galatians 5 forward. He also tells his audience of Corinthian Christians, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom? Do not be deceived. And he goes on to list of multiple sins, warning that those who commit them will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 6 9 10. If it is possible to lose salvation, can we get it back? A minority of Protestants have held that it is not. Luther opined that if one commits a apostasy, pop, pop there is no way to regain salvation. But most Protestants who believe it is possible to lose salvation also acknowledge that it is possible to regain it. That is the point of the parable of the prodigal son, Luke fifteen, eleven through thirty-two. In this parable, the father of the family represents God, and one of his sons leaves the family and, mar- and embarks on a life of sin. Yet he repents, and is welcomed back by the father, who declares that the son was dead and it is alive; he was lost and is found. It thus is possible for us to be um, be children of the Father, to leave him for sin, and become spiritually dead and return and to be restored to spiritual life. The Catholic Church thus acknowledges that it is possible to regain salvation after a mortal sin, and that Christ instituted the sac- the sacrament of confession for this purpose John twenty twenty one through twenty three in Matthew nine eight. Therefore Alright, so sorry about that pause there there was my camera stopped for some reason. So, anyways, um, yeah, there's a lot of wrong of what they're saying right here, of what the Catholic Church believes. First off, they completely misconstrued what Paul meant in Galatians 5 and Corinthians 6, First Corinthians 6. So, let's first go to Galatians 5 real quick. So, I'm in verse 1. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free, therefore keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. And I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. You have been severed from Christ, you who are seeking to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. For if we through spirit by faith are waiting for the hope of righteousness, for in Christ, Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but faith working through love. So what Paul is really saying right here is that you know we are not justified again by our works by the law, and anyone who tries to do that, anyone who tries to justify themselves. Through the law, through works, and everything, will not uh, seek um grace or anything because it's not what we're justified by. We're justified by grace through faith. And now let's go to First Corinthians chapter six. So First Corinthians chapter six, it says this right here. Missed it. There we go. Starting from verse nine. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor co- covetous, nor drunkards, nor ravelers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Spirit of our God. So what Paul is saying here is that we it's not like we're yes, it's true. Those we the unrighteous sinners, like everyone, are cannot inherit the kingdom of God. But if you have genuine, genuinely put your trust in Christ and repenting your sins. Then you are declared righteous, thanks to the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. Jesus, you are declared righteous in the sight of God. That that is <laughs> that's clear in Scripture. So I don't know what exactly they're meaning by that, but that particular thing right there, because you know, once we are declared righteous in the sight of God, we cannot suddenly once we're sin, we do not suddenly come. Out of that right, unrighteousness, and I'll uh, lose our salvation. Again, we cannot. The idea that we can lose our salvation is completely antithetical to what Scripture says. And it, it is, again, the Scripture is clear that first off, you know, we cannot even earn it for ourselves, and because we can't earn it, I mean, we can't do anything. We can't do by our works by the law or anything. We is not even we don't have anything to do with it. It's not even our choice to begin with. So Romans three sorry, sorry Romans eight. Starting from verse 28 says this. And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he will be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom he predestined, he also called, and those whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. And also, John 6, at verse... So something I can't right here. I don't know what's over there. Anyways, John six at verse forty four. Jump to it. Here we go. So verse forty four. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise. All right. So I hope I solved the problem with my camera. It was doing this weird on the screen, just kind of glitching and just now it stopped again. So I don't know what's up with that. But hopefully I stopped it because it's not doing that weird thing on the screen. So anyways, uh, I was reading John six forty four. So I'm going to reread that. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. So this is known as the doctrine of election where basically Before the foundation of the earth God knew who his elect would be He already knew who would be saved And so And and it is not by our choice That we are saved He actually Through the power of the Holy Spirit He draws his elect to him So So because of that You know That just kind of Gives us some, some comfort That we have nothing to do with any of it nothing and so because we don't we can't do anything to earn it we also can't do anything to um, lose it to begin with because that it all relies on the power and the work of Christ and we know and scripture is very clear about that so as you go to uh, John 10 So, John 10, at verse... uh, Starting from verse 27, it says this. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal eternal life to them, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one... No one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So, again, so that's John right there. Now let's go to Romans 8, 38. Which is the biggest clear answer to the security of salvation. So Romans 8, starting from verse 38, it says this. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor Principalities, Nor things present Nor things to come Nor powers Nor height Nor depth Nor any other created thing Will be able to separate us From the love of God Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord So again Scripture is very clear about this Once you are generally saved Once you are drawn To God Through the power of the Holy Spirit You You You're You won't No one Or anything Can snatch you from him in other words, once you're saved, you are always saved. It's as simple as that. That is the that is very <laughs> biblical, right there. Hold on, one second. All right, sorry about that. That was the neighbor <laughs> with her car right there. But again, scripture is very clear right that. We cannot. We simply cannot uh, lose it. Because we can't do anything, to, we can't do anything to lose it because we can't do anything to earn it. It's as simple as that. So with churches like the Catholic Church, teach it's, it's completely antithetical to what Scripture tees, teaches. But this is why Christians need cannot rely on the traditions, traditions of men, a man, and what man has traditionally taught. They need to rely solely on the Word of God. As simple as that. Alrighty, so now so let's go to Axe, Oops, too far, here we go, so we're gonna be continuing through Acts 8. So we stopped at 13, verse 13 last time. It's going to be starting at verse 14 and in and off at 24. So here's what it says. Now, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that on Samaria had received the word of God, they sent on them Peter and John, who came down to pray for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen upon any any of them. They had simply baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus. They had began laying their hands on them, and, and they were see, receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, when Simon saw that the Spirit it was it was bestowed through the laying on the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, "Give this authority. Give this authority to me as well, so that everyone whom I say I lay my hands on may lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit." But Peter said to him. May your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part or portion in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. therefore repent of of this <clears throat> repent of this wicked wickedness of yours, and pray the Lord that it, that if possible, the intention of your heart may be forgiven may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bondage of iniquity. But Simon answered and said, "Pray to the Lord for for me yourselves, so that nothing of what you have said may come upon me." So that's the. So that's, sorry, um, Acts chapter eight, verses fourteen to twenty-four, right there. It's very interesting, right there, because you see, Peter and John, Simon, Peter and John, go to Samaria and you know pray and lay their hands on the people there to receive the Holy Spirit. And you got this new guy, Simon, who was I think a magician, who who thought he can maybe buy the gift of the, um, the gift of the Holy Spirit from God, which of course you know prompted Peter to rebuke him for it. So it kind of kind of plays into what I was just saying right there that we cannot earn, we cannot buy um the gift of God, we cannot buy grace, we cannot cannot buy the Holy Spirit or anything because, because apart from Christ, we are unrighteous, wicked depraved people. So and no matter what we do, we cannot retrieve <laughs> it. That's why God that's why Jesus came down. And through his death, burial and resurrection, we are able to retrieve we are able to receive the Holy Spirit and grace and become righteous in the sight of God. Alrighty, so now let's move on to the good stuff and best of the week. So some good stuff of the week, um kind of wanna real quick comment on this. So the Supreme Court um, recently took up a case that's involved that involves abortion, and a this blog. Uh, I'm going to read a tweet from the scottus blog about it. But again, the Supreme Court agrees to take up an abortion case that that would give the court an opportunity opportunity to reconsider Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. The case involves continue, um, constitutionally of Mississippi's ban on on most abortions. At the 15 weeks of pregnancy. So with this case, the case from Mississippi about you know banning abortion and what could happen here is that now that the Supreme Court is taking it up, if they uphold the Mississippi ban, that means Roe v. Wade is in plus Planned plan, plan, plan Parenthood, Planned Parenthood versus Casey will be um, pretty much overturned, which is will be a great a great thing. So I hope and pray that the Supreme Court makes the right decision here. But we'll see. It's going to be a little bit before they come to their decision. Probably until the end of June, is my guess. All right. So that's all I have for this episode. So I'll be, I'll, I won't be i will be back here next week. I'll be out of town next week again. So I'll be back here the following week. So see y'all then. My name is Sean Clinton, and this is The Guy in a Frame Show. If you enjoyed this episode of The Guide the to Freedom the Show, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Remember, you can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Thank you for listening or watching. Hey guys, so I want to real quick to top, stop and talk about something that's coming up here in the fall. And that is the G3 Conference. So the G3 Conference is happening here in Atlanta, Georgia at the World Congress Center. It is a great time to gather... With fellow believers in in fellowship and worship, and to hear many great speakers, among whom include Pastor John MacArthur, Paul White, like Josh Bruce, um, Vodivak Virgil Walker, uh, Daryl Harrison, and many more. It is <laughs> I, I can't wait. i just made my first time going, and I can't wait to see what it's about. So to register, you just simply tap in Google G3 Conference 2021, cl- click on the website, go to events, scroll down until you see the G3 Conference 2021, which is um called Christ. Click on that and click um, register now and then do fill out all your information there. Again, I'm, this will be my first time going. I'll be there and I, I'm very excited about that. And I hope my, many of y'all register, register and go as well.